You're listening to the Out of the Box podcast with Timmy, Halisa, and Sinashaw. Hello, welcome back. This is Out of the Box. I'm Halimat, Halisa, and um, there's Duro, Timmy, and Sinusha, like usual, right? So today we have guests. We'd like to talk about what's going on in our country, but it's not as recent, you know, as you might want to think this particular topic is, because I'm sure you saw the topic before you clicked on the podcast. So we want to talk about um, drugs. So I don't want to even say drug abuse, just, you know, straight up, but we want to talk about this drug um, should I call it problem that we are beginning to have in Nigeria? And it seems like it's been a long time, but we have guests here to help us out. So what inspired this whole thing? You know, recently um, we have the passing of Mobad, who is a very talented Afrobeat artist. And um, it's raised a lot of questions. And yes, I would like to give a disclaimer before I go into even like talking about it, because many people want to say we are trying to project here. We are not trying to do that. So when we speak on this podcast, we're not just speaking on one person. We're speaking on the society. Right. So, yes, there's been nothing, no indictment to say Mobad, what, what, what? Please don't help us draw any conclusions. But yes, yeah, so rest in peace, Mobad, and um, justice for Mobad. So he's not particularly the person we are speaking on, but his, you know, death has, you know, made us ask a lot of questions as a people. And one of those questions is: Is drug abuse a problem, or is drug, you know, abuse on the rise in Nigeria? And I have two professionals here to join in this conversation and actually share a wealth of knowledge so we know what's going on in the country and we um, we try to tap into that um, particular conversation. So we have Dr. Dab. Actually, Dab, you know, he was our guest before, so you've listened to him. And we have Ladoyi, and we hear from them. So Dab and Ladoyi, please um, welcome. Thanks for joining us on this conversation today. Thank you very much for having us. <laughs> So let's have Ladoni first, since um, the people are familiar. But yeah, Ladoni, thank you. And um, can you like let the people meet you, please? Hello. <laughs> Hi. I guess uh, I'm Ladoni. I am a nurse. I am a registered nurse, registered midwife, um, registered public health nurse. Um, I have some certifications in drug abuse and, you know, I've done a few papers in them, and yes, I think that's probably one of the reasons why I was invited over here to come speak about it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the introduction. Is there something else you want me to say? <laughs> no, don't worry. I mean, that's okay for now. And uh, Dad, please, um, since we are not talking just politics today, so yes, if you want to, like, you know, um, jump in and just, you know, speak on, speak just let us hear your voice before we start asking questions. I'm used to politics. Why didn't you bring me in for politics? <laughs> but thank you so much for inviting me once again. Uh, it's Dr. Adimola Bayonle. I always say I do everything I'm asked to do. Uh, and that's uh, that's just me. <laughs> uh, that's definitely I have a I have a medical degree, public health degree, and I'm in that space. Thank you. So, huh, where where should we start this conversation from? We we have professionals here, so I think we shouldn't even waste so much time. 
But recently, I have a friend that told me, I shared this story briefly with Ladoin. She, she, she was like, yeah, I moved recently to Lagos. And um, I think there is something happening that I don't understand. There, there, there's a lot happening in the parties. And I asked her, what, what do you mean? What's going on? She said, anywhere you go, they're giving you pills. Anywhere you go, they're giving you pills. And I just thought... Okay, I don't get what you're saying. And then she 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 had to like you know tell me more about it. Like they they give you pills like it's what it's it's water is wine. You know when you don't even have to ask questions because everybody is as it's kind of like assumed to be involved in one type of drug or another. So I just wanted to share a little bit of knowledge about what you know about is act is drug you know use on the rise in general do you think so that drug use is on the rise or we are just kind of having a moral panic for no reason let's let's have Ladwin first <laughs> so yes i think we do have a drug problem in nigeria i think drug rbs and drug use uh, is on the rise in the country, yes. And I will back it up with um, facts. According to an article that was written by the United Nations Office of Drug and Crime, I think that should be 2021, they did say that um, Nigeria has a 14.4% IR rise in drug use prevalence, which is significantly higher than the global average i think the global average would be like 5.5 so yes if we are panicking now and that was um a statistics that was put out in 2021 so this is 2023 if we're panicking now yes i think it's it's okay for us to panic because we definitely do have a drug problem so where, where, what are you comparing it to what year are you comparing it to i don't think i got it did you, did you say 2021 and 2020 and now or, or what year yeah, I'm saying that that article was put out in 2021. And from the recent articles that I've re- written, they did talk about the fact that we're having, it's much more higher than that now. Do you understand? And the global average that they have is 5.5. So if at oh, 2020... Wow, that's more than time two, is, times yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if at 2021, that the global average was 5.5, Nigeria had 14.4. We can almost imagine what the numbers will be at, at twenty, like right now in twenty twenty three. Wow! Yes. So, Dab, can you can you also jump in there? I, I mean, just uh, just a snapshot of what she has said. Uh, we don't even need to check the trend, but I think I, I probably saw that article also. Um, it, it, it seems that there's there's something on the rise uh, there. Uh, there's a lot of data outside in different stuffs, but if you're even comparing like a snapshot time of, oh, in this time period, compare, you guys are at 14.5, about 14 million people uh, using uh, using one thing or the other uh, out of about 200 million people. That's that's a lot of concern uh we should we should be we should be worried about that so it's also the era of social media uh, apart from the data even visibly uh we all see it every quarter i was on the ground i was in the communities uh, a couple of months back and everywhere you turn to uh the youth are into this now i into that uh, you can also see them do it so uh the conversation is rising the numbers are speaking uh, and i think it's worthy uh to talk about okay 
Yes. So what, you know, when we talk about drugs, sometimes some people just zero their minds into like one or two things. But can you give us like an expansive view or like maybe a list sort of of what drugs are? Or, you know, even if you can go into description, since this is just a podcast and people can listen. So they know that when someone is giving them something, it's not really paracetamol. So, you know, are there any you know types of drugs like that are are being used that you want to like specify if you if you want to share that okay so uh, I, I think that we should broadly classify these things into prescription medications and and uh, and both sides can be abused um, unfortunately I, I think we're seeing more of strict drugs now uh, people abuse prescription medications to opioids, tramadols. Uh, but in Nigeria, I think we're dealing more with uh, substance like uh, marijuana, c- cannabis. I mean, I think there's also so many names now that it's even hard to uh, catch up with. Uh, Colorado, Belebe. So those, since I'm not, like I said, I'm not like an expert in it, but I hear and I see, and it's just a myriad of medic of, of substances now on our street. So like the cannabis, uh, the marijuana, it's it's uh, it's causing more havoc, and I think it's probably like uh, out of like I think the 14.5 percent, I think 10 point something percent is due to cannabis. I think that's kind of like the drop down of what people are concerned about. <laughs> yes, Ladoin, Ladoin will jump in, and I want to keep put a question in there before before we even go to Ladoin. You talked about prescription drugs and non-prescription, but cannabis seems like it can be prescri- It can be both, no? Yeah, it can be both, but you see, but in Nigeria, are, no, they are synthesized differently. They are produced and processed differently. So the prescription one is clearly. Uh, you can walk into a dispensary. You don't even need to have a. You, you don't even have, need to have a prescription. But it's not illegal. Anything you can literally walk into a dispensary and pick up some of the stuff. Uh, the street side of it. Yeah, I but think, in Nigeria, though, in Nigeria, I think it's illegal, right? Uh, we. I don't even think we pres- we have that. <laughs> yes, it's illegal. So we don't even have. Yeah, it. it's yeah, it's definitely illegal. So yes, in Nigeria they say it's illegal, but you know, and yet, well, let's keep let's not talk about that too much. Right <laughs> now, Ladoin, yeah. <laughs> Ladoin, can you can you jump in there? Okay. Um, I might not know the. I might not know the street names that they are called. Actually, I'm not sure. I do. <laughs> but yes, I do know that there are. Um, this codeine. I think that one has been taken off the shelf lately. I'm not sure. There's tramadol as well. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think they they abuse diazepam as well. Um, and of course we have the big guns like cannabis cocaine amphetamine heroin all of that so yes um i think that's those are the ones that i know of really so um i i thought yeah, i had they also they also sniff all this kind of stuff and there's a wild spectrum well i can say categorically that it's also not a nigerian thing it's not only nigeria yeah, everywhere. It's like everybody is exploring, but for, I feel like for Nigeria, for it to be, and thanks, Ladoin, for bringing those, you know, percentages out, because I feel like it actually helps my question, right? Because, yes, the world has that problem, but they said it's growing or it's at a 5%, and Nigeria is at a 14 right? So I'm thinking, are there other factors? Do you think there are other factors that just al- allows for, you know, drug use in that way, substance abuse to thrive in Nigeria? 
would you would you even if it's like hypothetically what do you think makes it such in nigeria so like i always say the things uh, you see you we have to have laws uh for a whole lot of things and aside having laws we have to we need law enforcement one thing we have also not mentioned is alcohol I, I think we forgot to mention that if you <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so Number one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly you can be 15 you can be 16 and access is there like it's free uh i don't know it's been ages i went to anything called like nightclubs or something in nigeria but i don't know if people are carded like they are here do do bouncers actually check how old are you before you can get into a night nightclub? It is a. Do you have to show your, your ID? I don't. I don't know that they are even buying it from. Are they buying? I don't. I don't know that anybody. Um, not really. So what I'm saying is that I think that we have a very unregulated space in terms of policy and enforcement. So it is free for all. There's access. So I can go into a pharmaceutical or a pharmacy or chemist, like we call them colloquially and say i want to buy tramadol and if i i don't even need to know anybody i just need to be able to pay that's it right there's really is not a regulated space so and when you don't have such enforcement when you don't have such regulation in place you can't enforce what is not regulated i think availability is just there so accessing i think one of the issues which is just one of them is that access is just like so easy yeah it's just there then um with the with the with the new craving of a new arise of entertainment social media all in a, all our celebrities use substance most of them don't let me say all most of them use substance and <clears throat> all in our yeah <laughs> i know you yeah but it's the truth all in our uh, there's a, there's a, but, there's but the some, fact that someone uses does not mean they abuse right but these are not things that these are not even things that it should be using. Well, okay, uh huh. They, they say that now from clap, then they enter down. <laughs> you have to force <laughs> use before you abuse. <laughs> before you abuse, you can't just one day start using uh, or start abusing. I mean, it's probably possible, but you have to first use. And there's modeling. You can't discountenance the place of modeling. People look at people and, and dress the way they dress. People look at people and walk the way they walk. I've had people who like to smoke because they they like how the shape of that smoke kind of like comes out. It, it's mm-hmm. very mundane things that people pick up. So if our favorites, our celebrities have a red cup, and we know it's not water that is inside, so it looks fashionable. No, but red cup being fashionable is just one that I cannot understand. When did that happen? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't understand when that happened. <laughs> yeah. Right? Am I lying? Everybody's always carrying yeah. one cup that's covered. Everybody's trying to be funky and cute and everything. And then tomorrow <laughs> they, they will say, save the environment. <laughs> <laughs> Plastic, right? <laughs> so it's unregulated. What are we calling for? <laughs> so that's my own. I don't know if Ladoin has something extra, but that's why yeah, I feel. Yeah, let's hear Ladoin. Uh, Ladoin, what do you think? Um, why? I just mm-hmm. I'm going to say that first and foremost, we should not forget that this has become like quite a 
global disorder. So we just talk about drug abuse, drug abuse. You know, let me move it quickly down to psychiatry. You know, they'll call it substance use disorder. That's drug addiction. Um, and from their definition, they'll say it's a disease that affects a person's brain and behavior and leads to an inability to control the use of legal or illegal drugs. And a lot of times, most of this um, addiction start experimentally. My friend is doing it. We went to a party. They gave us a brownie. That kind of stuff, and it made me feel some type of way. So most people that have become addicted now started as recreational drug users. You know, they do it once a while, once in six months, and after a while, something leads to another, or they have more access to it, and they start to do it. So I would say, oh, the fact that um, someone is taking it does not mean that they have to abuse it. You need to understand that sometimes... The way the brain works, yeah, and the pressure of young, on young people in the society by their own peers has led them to a point where, you know, I don't know if a lot of you remember when um, Shisha started raining. Can anybody remember how the rave about Shisha? And people will tell you it's so healthy, right? They will tell you it's just flavor. The flavors, bananas. Yeah. I think even when I, I think my friend in high school then was even saying, "Oh, I hope she wasn't doing it." Because now that I think about it, it was something they made too fancy. But go exactly. ahead, go ahead. Exactly. Just like um, Doctor Dad was talking about, is something that you know when when they want to get uh, young people into trouble, they package whatever it is they're showing off in very soothing, very inviting um, rappers or packages. And that's the reason why, you know, um, celebrities will have their musical videos and have red cups on, they're drinking, um, they're taking like um, some sort of cigarette or weed or whatever it is, like a boss done kind of person seated in a fancy chair, calling the shirts with, uh, what's it called now, with a suitcase filled with money, you know, those, I feel like those are the kind of things that <laughs> a lot of women shaking and you know, doing all them, whatever it is. Those are the kind of things that attract your people and they feel like, oh, if I don't worry, let me just start a small. Maybe by the time I owe to have, uh, you know, enough money, I'll be able to control things like this. Do you get? Nobody comes out to talk to them about the harm or the aftermath the effect of what these things will be doing to their body or their organs, right? So that's the problem. It's a really huge problem. And the entertainment industry, because most a, young, a lot of young people look up to artists now. You will, tell, you will hear them say, I want to be like so-so person. I want to make it like so-so person. So invariantly, these people are like role models and mentors to a lot of them. So... I don't know. That's that's just uh, that's what what we need to sort out. It's part of the things we need to talk to talk to the authorities about. There has to be regulation because younger people are very impressionable, and there is no censor to what you can watch on TV or what you can listen to. Right? So yeah. Yeah. Just, 
I, I he was arguing something very differently, you know, with someone recently, with people recently, because I just felt like the only, because, okay, I was expecting maybe some sort of poverty would be one of the reasons, you know, maybe stress, lack of job, it's like idleness, things like that would be um, part of the reasons. But yeah, I was, I was arguing with someone recently and they said um, the entertainment industry and I just thought like the only um, what do you call it? What's, what's the word I'll use now? The only thing that shows my English is like dead. But the only thing, the only indicator of wealth now for young people is like this entertainment. So there is no, it seems like there's no alternative. We don't see a lot of doctors that are living. I'm so sorry, doctor. <laughs> but we don't see a lot of doctors on TV that are projected to make a lot of money. We don't see a lot of business people. We don't see alternatives in our society. And then it's it's sort of hard for you to say, okay, authorities take this out. Like maybe start censoring what 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 we see on like MTV. I don't I'm not sure a lot of people watch TV these days, but YouTube, but it's like if you start censoring this without even giving people alternatives, I found it to be like, wow, I don't, I don't know how we are going to solve this problem, you know. So, yeah, there's just a lot of conversation around, you know, how the authorities would go about that for me. I just feel like there should be alternative um, type of success that is projected to young people. And then people can say, I don't need to do entertainment. I don't need to, you know, be this person does not need to be my role model. And they can live like different lives. They need to be able to see those things. But that being said, so mm, I just wanted to ask this question before we actually go into addiction. Um, maybe this is going to help. So um, do you, have you guys have you ever witnessed um someone that has been wrecked because of this before do you do you have like any story or you've heard or you've read or just something that that would make people like you know see these things because what we see on the social media is people using these things and actually doing very well they look help <laughs> debatably but they look sort of healthy they look like there's no problem so do you have like stories or have you heard anything that um how someone has been wrecked because of this um, substance abuse before. Can can we hear from you, Dab, before we, we move to that doing? Um, <clears throat> this is close home, actually. Uh, absolutely. It's a very close um, family member uh, due to overdose. I'm so sorry. And, uh, yeah. So, it, and it's a long, it's been a long battle, actually. Uh, more than 10 years. I mean, we all went through uh, to a different extent, um, that battle. So it's it's not so for me. It's not like uh, far away. Conspicuously, you can see uh, attitudinal changes, even like not even physical changes, twitches, uh, sometimes itches, etc. Uh, it's it's pretty uh, out there. Um, and I won't be surprised if a lot of people you talk to have had encounters in, in different ways. Uh, so it's not only like the access, the celebrities, the ETC, there's a poverty component to it. Uh, there's the, the framing in terms of what people are seeing also component to it. There's so many uh, parts to it that um, predispose just genetically to um, addiction. So when the environmental factor hacked on it, they have little substance. They just their pleasure center is just hypersensitive, and um, they they are hung on it. It's just everywhere is multi multifactorial, uh, many hydra headed. Uh, that's it's a slippery slope, 
and uh hopefully we can we can get around it so yeah ladrin can we can we hear from you it could be it's something else it, it could be like it's something you actually just saw or you yeah. witnessed as a health yeah person yeah. um i'm so sorry dr dab about what um happened um for me i will just talk from the aspect of the patients that i've met families that i've related with and not necessarily a personal story um let me just give this one quick story. I remember there was a young lady. Uh, this is a very, <laughs> this is a very, um, I don't know, like dealing with that patient. Really, I got very personally involved with the patient, and you know, having her pass was a problem for me. Anyway, so she was quite young. I think she was probably twenty, twenty-one, and she started doing. I think the first time she did tell us that she had um, an encounter with drug was at a party that a friend invited her to and for some reason i don't know those people that organized the party put like some sort of um i don't know what it is weed whatever in some of the brownies right and they didn't tell anybody you know they just passed it around she ate it and all of that and she got, she hit a lot of it and she got quite high and all that, you know. And that was the beginning of her problem, right? After a couple of months or almost a year, she, you know, as she was with someone, I think a boyfriend, who also was into a little bit of drinking and, you know, drugs. And after a while, she, you know, she tried to fight after that first episode for but. Being with someone that is actually into it kind of just made you like, okay, we can do it together as a couple. And both of them started doing drugs together and all of that. She got pregnant throughout her pregnancy. She was on drugs from time to time. You know, they had to get her into the hospital and out of it and all of that. She was pregnant? Yes, yes. That wow. was one problem. And But luckily for her, by the time she had the baby, the baby was mostly okay. And, you know, for the baby's sake, she did tell us at that time that, oh, she's going to continue. She's going to completely stop. She's going to try to focus on taking care of the child. And the guy that impregnated her, like a boyfriend at the time, left her alone and, you know, you know, moved on with his life. So she was a single mom trying to take care of her, I don't know, of her own kid by herself. But at some point, I think she became very frustrated she didn't have a lot of money. You know, life issues You just got her really, I don't know, it got to her. And, you know, for, for her to just get out of that fix or, you know, just feel a little bit better away from her problems, she went back into drugs. She had, at the time, she had like a three-month-old baby and then she will take drugs, she will go out with friends, you know, reconnect her with some of her old friends leave the child in the house, lock the door, and go party, right? She will come back, take care of her baby. She's been doing that for a few weeks until one day she partied overnight, left the child alone in the house by herself. Uh, one day turned into two days and all of that. One of those days she became really, really high. After not seeing the child for a couple of days, child was crying in the house neighbors tried all they can to get to the child or whatever 
um there was a fire long and short of it the child died she was brought in the hospital we tried to get her like you know get the normal regimen to get out of the get the drug out of the system and all of that when she finally figured when she was finally sane and figured out that our child has passed because of you know what happened and negligence on her path she committed suicide i can never forget that story because as much as we see people that a lot of people will not come out to tell the stories of people that have had um, drug problems. And I know that the community and society, the entertainment industry glamorizes it. There are people that have really, you know, had issues that has led to death. And I remember when a mother came to pick, um, you know, to, to, to get a buddy, her mom was like, she was so brilliant in school. She was one of the few, she, she was from a poor home. She was one of the few people that they thought that at least this one is going to get out and she's going to make it. So imagine that just because of one party that she wanted. Um, just brownie, right? Are you, yeah. you might not even know, you might not have known what was inside. Yeah. So, so it, it's, it's, and that's one story. I can go on and on of many, 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 many stories I know. There's some that got out of it and, you know, they got the help that they needed. But there are a lot of people that could not get such help, especially those that maybe they, they, they come from very poor homes or their family members are not very enlightened about stuff like this people that are now in psychiatric homes from drugs it's just it's just a lot right it's a lot and we can't continue to lose our young people like that right yeah do do you know if we even have facilities in nigeria to help so addiction (laughs) the addiction problem if there is an addiction problem because I don't know that I've heard of, of facilities. Do you, do you have an idea? Or do you have an idea of helplines or, or something? And um, also, I want us to also maybe touch on the symptom. Maybe someone has a friend now and the person is moving like not the same. How would they note, note those things? And how or if they have a family, for example, how would they take note of those things? And how would they even try to help those people? So... Yeah, and if we do have any kind of facilities or help in Nigeria, I'm not. Sure. I know of private facilities, but they are very, very expensive, right? That's that I know. <laughs> but I don't know if there are um, there's any government-owned facility. Maybe Doctor Dab can help me, but I don't think so. I don't think so. We have one rehabilitation center uh, in Abuja for NDLEA. And I think I have it very, really small. Uh, and that's what we have for the whole country. So for symptoms, you see, is that you notice uh, a change from baseline uh, from, from that person. It's, I mean, if you're close to that person, you will naturally see that uh, the person is probably himself. Even still, because they have to fund uh, some of this lifestyle. And just to also put it out there, it's not only poor people that do drugs or substance. Uh, a lot of rich guys are also really into it. Uh, everything is not religious. Everything is just not all spiritual. Uh, some preach, things are just... Preach, preach. Yeah. 
no yeah some things are just more exactly uh, that's the kind of preaching is necessary Everything is not spiritual because many people might just easily like not even get their their family or friends tested or anything like that, and they would have just like you know easily. That's a very important point. Let me just sit him down and talk to him. That's not how some Mm. of these things work. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm leaving the symptoms part of it. We're going into a more <laughs> different type of conversation because it's always it's allowed. Good. Yeah. For instance, somebody with depression or mental health problems, and you're like, and he co he can coexist actually. I forgot seeing the diagnosis for that. You can have somebody with mental health disorder and also have a substance use uh, disorder. There might be a lot of private or hospitals might just be the best or the first. Uh, maybe detox is usually the maintenance bit of things that are tough. Detox, yeah. the, the detoxification and getting that person to the baseline. I'm sure most hospitals can. Yeah. Maintenance phase. Uh, because this is always a long battle. Believe me. It's a long battle. And the rehabs are probably best suited for, for those kind of things. But when we, when we notice it, I think it's great to like approach healthcare providers. So I know somebody who is even Nigeria, but and in Nigeria, but uses the mental health counselors in the U.S. and and all. So and I think there's a lot of online facilities these days. In the way. Yeah, because I was I was thinking when you said that only one one that, that clinic there's only one clinic. I'm like, so there's no hope, but. But if it can be done, like maybe the initial part can be done in like just general hospitals. And then you can also like seek help. And like my country, like every other thing, we never do anything until there's a pandemic, there's an epidemic, or there's or something big happens. Mobad dies. That is not the first artist, by the way. That's gonna have. I, I I'm sure there's a lot of artists in the Nollywood that I probably don't know their names or probably don't want to mention their names. That they've been said to have a lot of immense, a lot big time mental issues. It's really, really enough. It's, I think uh, our entertainment industry now for everybody. I was, for some reason, I was saying, you see the type of song, hip hop. I don't think you can sing those kind of song with a plain high either way. So it's usually, I think it emanates from a community. And when I mean a community, like a, a tribe, like like some set of people yeah. uh, who just have that verbiage, who have that lingo. I'm sure they love artists that are probably shy. But uh, when they use and they are, what's it called, they can face the crowd. It's not easy facing thousands of people. I think I've been all around <laughs> talking. Just no, no, no. It's 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 a broad topic at the end of the day. Yes, and you know sometimes when you even talk about this and you also bring in mental health is like almost another thing. The one we are very sure of is you know like you even brought in Mobad is that yes he complained about depression, but one thing people were very sure about they were like they never even saw him smoke right. So we're just talking about the industry he was in and the record label. It might it might have been very difficult for him not to have even had one smoke. So we don't know. So we're just talking about it like in general because that that industry and this music industry of a thing it's beginning to scare me because i really like afrobeat and everything but you know you can always go in into a rehab and it's the non-judgmental zone do you understand people can oh i'm checking into the rehab i'm going to like have some no, demo- focus demo- on demo- the non-judgmental zone <laughs> has left this chat group right now did you see them running <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
emphasis on the non-judgmental space but it definitely has to it of course i'm sure if they have to be professional they just have to like wear their big boy pants and be professionals so yeah, yeah but how many how many people if you say um, i need to say psychiatric they're already freaked out i'm like oh my god people think you're going crazy so i think mm. we're so sen- sensitive i will go have you have you told your pastor have you prayed about it and, and all those things so we're so sensitive and sometimes a lot of people don't want to share it, it's it, they just like stay in that zone and of course bad things happen anytime you smile too much they're like ah. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it bad? laughs> yeah even social media people who have some of the app who have for good along the spectrums come out and talk about their journey how they've been able to heal etc it's probably gonna help subs a little, a little bit yeah yeah maybe well Okay, Ladwin, please, you're going to come in. So maybe, do you think that was what any NDLE were, were trying to do when they decided to make Naira Mali, you know? Just, don't, just, you know, sit on that a little bit. Ladwin, no, don't take that one. Ladwin, please go back on the how you help, you know, how you think Nigerians can help first. <laughs> so that you think about that topic, think about the mood of the nation before you take that topic. So, yeah, Ladwin. Um, so I was just doing a little bit of digging and I realized that um, NDLEA has, um, they, they inaugurated a call center where people can call in and, you know, talk to them about the drug problems. I don't know if it's in um, collaboration with the rehab center that uh, Dr. Dab talked about, but I can see here that the helplines are manned by professional and experts in counseling, psychotherapy, psychology, and psychiatry, among others. And of course, it is in Abuja, but with an helpline, I mean, I feel like that way, if someone has an issue and they call in, since it's toll-free, they can direct them to other facilities, albeit private, or even if it's just regular hospitals, or maybe they have like um, um, professionals that it can link them up to in various other states. So that is also good. And they did say that they, um, the helplines guarantees anonymity, confidentiality, and safety and for people that probably have been out or they're trying to stay on the path of being clean you know on days where you feel like you need you want sometimes they relapse and you know they just have that urge they can call these helplines and you know someone can talk them through that situation right and it's 24 7 so they're always available and that is great but i don't think a lot of people even know that this kind of thing i'm just hearing about it for the first time honestly so people can literally just google it and you know get the phone number right it's there you can see it and you know it might be helpful to somebody else you know and i I think that's that's a good thing but stuff like that we need more of it in the country we can do better for a a nation of how many million people um what's it called one rehab center by the government or one um helpline facility is not enough do you understand? We need to do better. We can do so much more. And also the society itself, we need to be very accommodating and accepting of people's weakness, of people's problem. Just like we have issues with people coming out to talk about having mental breakdowns, psychiatric problems, 
we also have issues with people coming out to talk about drug problems you know if they're not shaming you for being weak they are talking about why did you i really hate that problem and um, that that question sorry pardon me i hate that question when people find themselves in mess or they are trying to sit up you're going back to the beginning and asking why did you do it how did you find yourself in this situation in the first place like look the deed has been done the person has realized that they're wrong they are here now they want help just help them don't make them feel like they're horrible horrible people getting, i hear i hear getting to that point where you even want help is not even an easy journey so exactly. if someone has yeah exactly for you to get to the point where you're saying okay can somebody help me i am ready to you know be taken care of it, it, it they've gone through a lot already so taking them back to the point where why did you find yourself in this situation in the first place? It's just mean, very unkind. And we, we, we can see that a lot of us, in because we feel like some things can never happen to us, which is very laughable, do that because we just feel we're superior to other people that have weaknesses. And that's one thing we need to talk about. We need to fix in our community. Maybe that way people that are having this issue can come out and, you know, talk about problems. I get tired need instead of just passing out or falling down and dying just like that. And then families are just thrown into mourning for issues that could be uh, avoided. Um, yeah, so that's, that's where I stand on that situation. Yeah, I really think that's very, very important, really. Very important point. But, hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, if you have like brothers or if you have people like younger adults, you'll just be so worried. You'll be so worried. What are these people? What, what kind of friends do they have? What are they trying? What are they doing? You can't stop them from going to hang out. You can't just bundle them and keep them at home. But then they can just go somewhere. It's something they are not even sure of. They might just think it's like cake and that's it. That's it. Wow. It's well... I mean, I guess prayer is, is necessary to a certain point, but those hospitals, um, government, please um, try to do something about it. It's very important that we we actually know. You know, this thing you even brought up, this data you even brought up, based on the fact that we don't have data, in quote, every, every time we don't have data, it might even be less. It could be less. The, the, there are chances that it's even less than, than what I, I we don't actually think it's less. have. I, I think it's more. Yeah, I, sorry. I think it's more. Yeah, chance that is more. Yeah, my, sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying I, to say. I, I think we yes. have more because there's really no place you, you turn to. Yeah, I mean, the data is less than what we actually have. So, yes, there's like more cases. Yeah, I think there yeah, are right, more right. And, and people are just probably a different functionality or different spectrum along that addiction uh, timeline or something. But, but it's, it's just everywhere. Literally, there are places you will go to, and this is some political swing into it, and they're like, oh, you want the youth to work with you? Just give them Shinab. They will be fine. That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah, let, let's... let's uh, Good conversations, honestly. But like I said before, just wanted to bring in that, that distinct little swing because NDLA thought it was very good for them to bring a face of the... the a sort of like a face of substance to yes to come and represent so do you think that if it was someone that yes what what were they trying to do no so it, it's, it's actually a great uh a great move 
but you have to do it in a way when you know that person is an ex-addict and say this person used to be this and now it can relate more from a personal perspective when people are saying that oh let's arrest but like uh -uh. I, there's nothing you're using i have not used before and when you can relate with people on that level uh, that kind of like uh community you, you that kind of face you listen to that person so you you bring somebody who is totally off that you, you get what i'm saying uh I, I i don't know i think ndla came out and said it actually it was not their ambassador because somebody i think wrote it at different places but i think people just uh carried it or something using very like ex-addict people who have gone through that system before who can relate with you on a practical level is always a very strong voice in that type of community yeah and when you're watching movies you see that they have someone they they have this like like aa AA community and then you have someone that was in it before yes but then that person is now the person that helps you what what are those people even called so if you have a structure that even helps provide you with somebody that could even understand you on that psychological level you know that that structure is is actually meant to help not to you know play on your your intelligence we should not have a community of almost 10 million people who are hung on substance and the only rehab center we have is in Abuja. The first place they usually come to is the hospital. Something usually happens before they seek help. Half of them, I don't think half of them just say, oh, I'm on, I'm on this crazy substance, I need help. And the first call is, oh, let's go to Abuja or let's do this and everything, sincerely. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, uh, it's very pathetic. And uh, I mean, they're, they're, apart from government, we also have to look at institutions uh churches mosques schools right schools in okay. education in curriculum Schools, yeah exactly clubs yeah i think there are actually some clubs for substance use i think i somebody reached out at some point wanted me to give a talk or something by the time you leave your house you go to high school or primary school you start making friends yes you see six-year-old people smoking i was listening to j cole recently Something just came on my timeline. I was very interested. I googled him up and I was like, I listened to his story. He doesn't smoke because when he, he started smoking at six years, and it was like, I was like, oh my God, six years? But he said he stopped because his brother caught him. The mom felt dejected and everything. And that family structure kind of like stopped him from smoking until date he does not smoke. So people's family are the number one space where they need to like target. When they leave school, they go to institutions, church, mosque, whatever, whatever, and everything. Uh, all those places also, because prevention is always better when it comes to substance. That was, that was very good. You ended up very well for us. So, in fact, there's nothing more that I'll say from this side, but don't, don't do drugs. And um, thank you for joining us today. Honestly, I appreciate all of this. I'm sure a lot of people would have learned one or two things. In fact, many more than that. So, yes, thank you very much. And um, we'll see you in our next episode.